0: everybody to this week's eternal life cafe podcast i am siobhan and i am co-hosting with beautiful georgie say hi georgie
1: hello everyone
0: (laughs) and we have our beautiful friend here dirk who is going to speak about some of his upcoming work and projects and introduce himself a little bit and so dirk welcome to the space
2: thank you for having me it's a Ah. pleasure
0: Thank you. Oh, we've tried to get this recording done for a little while now, but we kept having uh, misalignments, shall we call them? So it's really nice that we're here in the space today. And yeah, I just would ask: Would you like to introduce yourself? What yeah. is your background? What? Why have you been brought to this space?
2: Yeah. So. Um Yeah, my name is Dirk and I'm living in Germany and I have a background in audio engineering since over 30 years. I've been traveling the world, touring the world with international artists and producing lots of records, doing lots of live recordings, engineering, and yeah, and started studying Frequency a couple years ago, going more into depth, and um, yeah, and finding myself in in uh, becoming a therapist with sound, yeah, so that's the broad, um, yeah, um, like a little piece of this big story, um, there's, I think, uh, much more to it, but it will blow up the time frame, so
1: <laughs>
2: I hope this gives a kind of like a small overview, so yeah, I'm an expert in audio and frequency, yeah
0: um did you did you have in mind that you would end up going towards the more sort of um sound healing side of it when you got into music, or has it just naturally unfolded?
2: Um I realized early on that music is a therapy for me, and so since I'm a musician myself and a composer and songwriter and singer, I just like uh, been writing songs songs for my own uh, purpose and for my own benefit. And so I've been always like writing my own stories. So my own future is like contained in the songs I've been writing a couple of years ago. Even now I find myself in the now, which I've been writing a couple of years ago. So there was always something interesting going on with music in my life. And, and music just comes in. It's just like breathing. So, and then I found like there's more to it, there's much more to it. And I had it in my guts a little bit that there's something more waiting for me, but I, I haven't been like realizing until a couple of years ago that this is my, uh, this all the experience I've been making in sound and live sound engineering and studio engineering, that this was, I thought this was it, but basically it was just the beginning.
0: I love that. Yeah, and have you always played music from like being a child? Were you playing instruments?
2: I started. I think I got a guitar um, when I was like ten or twelve, I think.
0: Okay. And I got
2: some some basic lessons, I think, in church or somewhere. And then I think when I was eighteen, I found an electric guitar in a second-hand market for just like, I don't know, 50 bucks or whatever. And then I just played around with it, but I didn't have an amplifier, so I just like didn't sound, you know. And then I was wondering, how is that working? And then I I um, went on, on research and asking friends and stuff, and then I got invited into a rehearsal room, and then I just like saw all the amplifiers and stuff, and then that was it. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah. Um, I think then music was always uh, I knew very early on that a normal nine to five job is not my life, it's not my it's not my way. And there was a fire burning inside of me and then I started really um early I started writing songs and or just like very simple, very, very basic, like three chords and stuff, you know. And then there was such a life force behind it, such a drive that kept me alive. And I came out of a difficult household and, and difficult circumstances, but that was a true lifesaver. Because all the people I met through the music were more open-minded, more understanding, more more like seeing me as a high-sensitive person, or more understanding, even though those, those terms were not really mm-hmm. modern at that time, or was not really in the field right but um there was more like this is more my area this is more the place i'm going to be with musicians with creative people with artists and um, and yeah so there was no other way for me that i've been trying to do normal jobs but i failed just like i got fired like after a week or whatever it's just it's, it wasn't just like working it's not not possible so
0: and yeah. so you've toured all around the world right yeah I mean yeah, that okay. must have added to your um to your music to to everything because it just completely widens your horizons, your perspective
2: um, my first big tour was in i think it was like two thousand four we' from Finland with erasmus and we've been on tour for like eighteen months in a row, and that changed everything for me and the first thing I realized when i back when I went back home um that my voice had changed, everything had like dropped, so there was less like, tension in my throat and in my chest mm-hmm. so the experience it was not a not a uh, a travel experience it was a somatic experience as well so and I've been losing kind of fear because I've been meeting so many people and I was just like finding out I can go everywhere and I if I'm open, I can just like meet the right person in amongst a couple of hours or days where I can sleep, where I can maybe work, whatever. So it just like it took me out of this, this lonesome rider feeling so that I'm I'm just, you know, um that I'm only safe in my space, right? So it just like opened up the world for me, yeah, and, and I realized it's a really small world, very very small world. And even though the distances are long, but the people you meet are resonating with your with your field, and it's it's the same mm. kind of. It's different, but it's the same. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: That's really beautiful. Um, okay. I was going to ask you as well. From my own perspective, I'm someone that uh, finds it challenging to be around a lot of equipment and frequencies and, and uh, crowds, you know, things like that. Did you did you experience that or were you kind of just so in it that you maybe had switched some of those um, sensory abilities off? How did you cope with that?
2: Very good, interesting question. That's Really that was um, a big matter to me because of my HSP um, and my sensory, I'm I'm really um, um, alerted when there's like disharmonic noises uh, around me and especially in a live environment, on, on, on festivals, arenas and stuff. There's so much noise going on. It's not only the noise on the concert, it's just like the setting up of the, of the whole stage, the tearing down of the whole stage. There's like hammering on the metals and everything. It's just like, and there's bulldozers coming in, and trucks and whatever. And so it's just, it's like a constant disharmonic field. And I realized after a while it's not good for me. And, and when I became more... Um, I started working on stage at a guitar tech, um, serving guitars for the for the g- uh, guitarists, and later on I decided I need to go off the stage, and because I just want to do more sound, and so when I became more a uh, professional sound engineer, it changed a little bit for me because I was more in control and I could control noise as well, mm-hmm. so to, so to speak. So and then. Since I'm so sensitive, I could turn turn up the volume of the PA system, uh, or I could tune the sound in a way that nobody got hurt because I'm so sensitive. Mm-hmm. So when it sounds good and convenient to my ears, I knew everybody is comfortable, and so that was really good. So that was a, a, a control mechanism a mechanism for me in a very positive way, where I could just like see and play around. What naturally feels good, so I'm just like, as an intuitive, I could just like work and move with sound and just like feel the frequencies and this is what I'm just like, has been imprinted in my, in in every cell of my body, Mm -hmm. every, like, I've been experiencing frequencies and I'm, I started to perceive music not only musically, but vibrantly. So and that was a big step for me but yes the environment in in the music uh in the live music um business is very distracting um very rough it's like being a sailor you know in in, in the in the ocean where the wind is just like in the waves Crushing you know this is a little bit, but then you have those two hours of musical moments where everything is just like so focused, and that was worth it, but yeah, it was a challenge, and I needed like after thirty years now, I needed to get out of it, yeah, because it was too much
1: dirk yeah. i'm I'm curious if when you started to see and perceive this different frequencies in that space when you're preparing for a concert, was that actually what laid the foundation for what you are about to discover later on in terms of frequency. Yes,
2: yes, perfectly hmm.
1: Can you uh, transition from those moments in which you, you had that sensitivity to sound and you were fine-tuning the environment and I just... Yes, I kind of feel that that was the entry point into what you're about to discover later on in terms of how music works, how frequency works, what is uh, very um, easy to sense and not so easy to sense.
2: Wow, well, what a, it's, this question is so resonating with me, I get goosebumps. Is is because I remember that exact moment because, like. I remember on that one tour where where I was, I had a system engineer with me. So the system engineer has been setting up the whole PA system, and I'm just doing the desk, I'm just doing the band and the sound. And then on the tuning, on tuning the environment, it's it's just like I have to see how does the venue sound and what frequencies are overlapping or just like get maybe distorted or whatever. So I have to reduce these frequencies from the PA system that the venue is not resonating too much on, on that certain Maybe just dis- uh, um, disturbing frequency, and then my uh, my system engineer uh, Roger his name said, "Did you know that when you're listening to the PA and you're standing in the empty venue with your iPad and tuning in the frequencies, that your body is m- moving in a certain way and you're changing changing your 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 body positions?" I said, "No, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, you're always standing in a certain way, and then I realized this is the way my body is." perceiving the frequencies the best way that I can, can translate what is coming in or sense what is needed. What, mm. what does the PA need or the venue need to be in a more harmonic state with, with the sound? And then I was playing around with frequencies because sometimes you have uh, like these big PA systems maybe sound nasty a little bit or treble or boomy. And then I'm just pushing single frequencies in, to, to find where is the negative resonance. And then I found one frequency, when it went straight through my body, and I felt a sensation in my body, and I was like, wait a minute, what is that? <laughs> and then I played around more, and I played around more, and then I, I felt like, okay, there's, there's just this single frequency, I think it was just like, I don't know, it was one, one kilohertz, a thousand hertz, but something was vibrating, like my bones or whatever. I said like, Wow, this is this is massive. So and then that was this uh, this moment where where my friend said to me, like, You're changing your body when you're listening to sound or when you're totally focused and then I realized, yeah, because the frequencies are doing something to me and I need to align myself to that, right? And then, that was the aha moment, where I was like, okay, I have to look into that. I knew that there was more with sound, Mm. but I wasn't so aware that specific frequencies are so powerful. Mm. Yeah.
1: Mm. And can you expand a little bit more on the fact that you said, the frequencies were doing something to me, but what is that something?
2: Yeah, it started, and what
1: you discovered yeah. later on.
2: Yeah, um, it's a resonance. I didn't know at that time that my my body was resonating, and um, that and there was a certain emotion trigger as well through, through that frequency or through those frequencies. You know, when when you listen to, uh, to music, some people like it more boomy, more bassy. Some some like the high end trebles and must be sharp and it must be aggressive and stuff. So, this depends on your own energy field. What what mm-hmm. is just like what you're lacking, and what not, right? And I was more like into an an, an even, a balanced out sound where everything has its own space and place. Mm-hmm. And this is basically the art of mixing music and stuff where everything is just so aligned that there's no conflict going on between musicians or frequencies. Right, but then I felt like um, there was, especially in the, in the chest area, there was um, my chest was starting to to vibrate. So the bones were just—I uh, had a resonance in my in my bone structure actually, because the, the 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 soft tissues are not so so sensitive to to the vibration, but the bone system is, and the skull, right, everything. So, and then I realized I'm perceiving sound not only with my ears. My whole body is perceiving because sound is traveling through tissue through through walls through everywhere, so it's your whole organism that is perceiving sound and um, processing sound actually, yeah, and then um, I felt it i think I felt it in my in my skeleton actually in my whole bone system, I felt the resonance, and there must be because now I know that there's a geometric form, with which it has a depth, uh, a a height, and a wideness, and there's a mass. And if there's a certain mass and a certain frequency, and that is resonating, so the frequency is matching that mass, it starts to resonate. And this is what what was happening. So then I felt like, okay, when I find the right frequency for certain things, and I find find the resonance point then I can manipulate or so sort to of say, maybe to influence mm-hmm. that part.
0: Yeah. It just makes me think of uh, the many years I spent going to like drum and bass dubstep nights with these huge speaker systems that used to literally blow your body into so many different vibrations and I'm thinking man I don't know if that was so great for my body <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean I, I can tell you one one uh, interesting story I've been on tour with the Swedish band for 10 years Manu Diao mm-hmm. and um, we had one tour where I, I did a really unusual uh, thing uh, on the front of house front of house is, is the place where you call it where, where the desk stands and you're mixing the sound for the for the people, so I had a little little device called a uh, Core Chaos Pet, and this is a kind of like a little screen where you move you move your fingers over it, and then you sweep the whole town. Like, oh, <laughs> right? I think
0: I've seen those. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and this is what usually the DJs use. hmm
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
2: but I put it on the whole mix, on the whole PA, <laughs> and we had this part where this band. They had like a kind of UFO-shaped kind of uh, thing on the stage, which was just uh, illuminated, and on one part they touched it, and then I switched the whole band sound. what the band was, was playing, and two of the members were, were touching it, was just like ooh, and there was like this epic, enormous, uh, low frequency shooting through the whole venue, like a like a forty or thirty hertz, very low, Wow and the whole crowd was just like. Wow. mayhem because it was like epic. Uh, this is why why we ordered more subwoofers uh, than than usual because of that effect and that you could just like everything was just everything was shaking like mm. in a car when you're racing you you know your whole car is rattling your whole venue is oh like close to to implode or to explode I don't know but that was epic and that was a really sound experience where you go like. I, I, it's like there's no words for it no it's just like
0: that's why why i love being like a sound nerd because we can kind of pick up on these things and like the impact that you had just by doing this little swish noise or the on the on the pad and it's just like amazing oh that's so cool yeah um yeah i yeah i remember just coming out of those I, like Whenever I used to go and see live music, because I love, just love live music, but orchestral stuff, I mm. go to that and you just feel it in your body when you see like the movement of the orchestra going from like percussion to wind and I kind of sensed it in my body like the, the different areas that were like almost getting goosebumps. it it, they're all resonating at different points and just the magic of it and when you come out afterwards like i always remember these these shows because they're just out of this world like sometimes you don't have words for the the feeling in your body that you that you get um so yeah for you to be able to experience that and be on the other side of it and now bring that into the work that you're doing it's just it's amazing.
2: I think, especially with the classical music. I mean, uh, sound sound is not really a matter of intensity, but of order and harmony, right? And mm-hmm. and the classical music is very sorted. So everything is just like. Frequency-wise, sorry, the basses are where the basses should be, and the drums, mm. the low drums or the timpani, are in a certain frequency range, and there's no other instrument that is conflicting or interfering with that. Mm. And, and that's not really so much in pop music, or in, in modern music, mm. everything is just like compressed and so just like forced into mm. one shape. But in, in, the, in the classical way, just like the violins or the, the violas are frequency-wise under the violins and so on and, th- and there's the cellos underneath that so there's like a stack of sound and frequencies yeah so where every part has its own space to play and this is how should like should humans act you know everyone has a space so it's the same oh. it's, yeah it's an orchestration and that's Absolutely. what I say maybe it's like like life is an orchestration and should be in harmony and so so that well. every in- instrument or instrument as a human being i would i would just describe a human being as an instrument in this whole orchestra.
0: Yeah, I mean, we are moving towards that and like you say, we are all a note and we are coming back into resonance and harmony and this great musical piece is going to be revealed at some stage. But, um, yeah, we all have our place, so, yeah, it's beautiful.
1: Can you uh, talk more a little bit about the Human body resonance and how we are this instrument, natural instrument, um, and how you experienced frequency sound on yourself, and later on you became you started to apply this in your in your work, especially in your sound mm-hmm. healing, and also how understanding the human body as an instrument led you to discover how you started to apply frequencies and what frequencies for what and all this applicability because it's so wide. Um, and the beauty of this is that it's a tangible phenomenon. Like you, when you're doing it, you're experiencing it and also whoever is receiving that frequency or the healing is also having a, a, a tangible experience. And, of course, you're talking about the lower frequencies, um, for example, the tuning forks, that's why they work so well on, on the bone, mm-hmm. is very uh,
2: tangible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when you, you know, the body itself has, um, is, has hollow parts in it. So, it's like a, a little bit, maybe, maybe, like a violin or a cello. So, in order for frequency to resonate, it needs a body or a point of resonance. right? And like your voice, if your body would, would have been filled with water up to your throat, you won't hear any sound of your voice. Mm-hmm. So, when you hear my voice now, it is resonating, and my chest and my the hollow parts and, and the bone structure is distributing the voice. It's not only coming out of my mouth, the voice is coming through my upper body. Mm-hmm. And there's people that have maybe some Blockages and the voice is maybe tiny, tiny and and uh, thin, right? Because they are not using the rest of the body for the voice. So there's like something energetically blocked or physically um, that is the, that is not allowing the voice to be distributed through your whole body. So it's like with the with the singing and you have the different levels and octaves. The lower you go, the more you go into the stomach, right? And so so this um, this, um, this instrument that your body is, is, um, you're, you are resonating within yourself, physically, right? And so, uh, therefore, the body is an instrument. I mean, it's an instrument anyway. All your tools, your hands and feet, everything is to <coughs> it's instrumental, right? Because you're using it for something, and just like, and your your strings, um, your vocal cords, are like guitar strings or violin strings, whatever. And just like there's a resonance going on, and, and it, there's an impulse going onto those cords, and then they're resonating. And if if you're singing on a four four thirty two uh, hertz, it's like your string cords are vib- vibrating four hundred thirty two times per second. Wow. Which is amazing. Which is amazing. So. Yeah. So the body is an is an instrument, and then if treated as that, the dimension and the perspective is changing. It's not just like a functioning organism. It is it is way way more. And if you start to perceive sound within yourself and feel like where is your voice resonating, you might get a different um, opinion about resonance because. What is happening in yourself is happening outside of you as well, right? So um, yeah, and applying this is really it's it's a blessing to, to finding a way to to just like to see when you when you put, for example, a tuning fork on your on your chest bone or whatever, and then you hear the whole resonance of the body, even though the tuning fork might be might be small, like like this one, but your bones are your body is distributing that and amplifying that, then it's so, so magical. And then, like, if, if if you're familiar with the work of, of uh, Emoto with the water, and so the water in your body plays a huge role in frequency as well. And as soon as a harmonic frequency is moving your water, or just triggering your cell water, or your blood, or whatever, Mm. the atomic structure is changing, it's going to realignment. and um, So, vibration is really powerful and there's there's another aspect of that. It's not only the sound itself, it's the mindset as well and the thoughts. So, Mm. everything that you're perceiving, thinking, uh, doing with your body is creating a kind of frequency and therefore a resonance in your body. And then, Certainly, different organs are responding differently mm-hmm. to, to harmonic frequencies or to disharmonic fre- frequencies. So, if there's, um, if there's um, um, something out of order in your life or in your mental state or in, in your body, then there will be a resonance within your body and some organs will tell you, hey, hey, I'm not, I'm not aligned, I'm not swinging with the rest of the system, please pay attention oh, and can you do something for me so this is why why perceiving the body as an instrument um, you don't need to have a huge musical understanding to understand that everything is just like an orchestration in your body and therefore it's really important that every instrument is in tune otherwise it <coughs> will not sound really good right so and this is the expression because uh, frequency or sound is an expression, and if you are aligned within your body and within yourselves, your expression to the outer world is harmonious, is, is so and I think like, same with source, I, I think frequency is an expression of source it's just mm-hmm. like, it's a communication and the way you, you communicate with yourself and to the to the external world can be really uh, harmonious and really peaceful but this is only possible if you perceive yourself as that instrument that you are playing, or you be played, or you play yourself and being part of your internal orchestra, and your external orchestra. And this is where frequencies come really into play. Yeah. I hope that makes sense. Mm-hmm. In a way. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, it does make sense and I was wondering um, what was the moment when you started mm, focusing more on the human body and working more with the human body through sound healing and applying the frequencies and all the knowledge that you gain on the human body?
2: Um, I was playing around with uh, singing bowls Mm -hmm. for quite a while but since I'm I'm kind of analytic guy and just I, I just want to see how how does it look like what what is it really doing, and I thought like uh, singing bowl is is a beautiful instrument but it was not uh, too specific for for my point of view of what is it really doing I can use it and maybe it, it feels it feels comfortable and so. I thought like is there anything that is more specific or which I can maybe direct a little bit more and then I started to explore tuning forks and since I knew of the resonance of the bones and stuff then I was applying that to the to the body and could see that the tuning forks on certain frequencies were were good for certain parts and other parts were not so good so you have to trust your, your your feeling and maybe tune into the patient and see what what's the what's really needed here. And you know, it's not really like I'm I'm healing. I'm not healing anything. I'm just like giving information information into the body with certain frequencies. And I found out that tuning forks are very specific and are very close to to um, to pure frequency that is not so spreaded out, that is more focused. And so when I have, for example, I realize on myself with nervousness and uh, yeah, maybe with depression, whatever, anxiety, like where is it sitting? So I was tuning into myself and see like where is it? And mostly it was in the solar plexus area or the, or the upper upper chest area and then I was just like playing around with it on myself before I, t- I tried it on patients patient and, and going like, okay, and there was something happening, it was just like a release happening because there was a, a, a vibration of force coming in and something was rattling loose and what was rattling loose was something that was stopped. So, you can, you can see very um, physically, if something is just like hanging hanging loose on something and there's, there's a, w- a wind blowing and then one time it's it, 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 uh, falling off because of the force coming in by wind or whatever. Or, or. And the same with vibration only that, that the frequency is going into the energetics of your body as well, not only the physical side. So um, there is more in the, in the etheric bodies in, in the energetic bodies that can read, and um, and absorb, or calculate, or maybe um, use frequency, and read it, and go like, okay, maybe or like I realized with the chakra system, but, but when the chakras are on a certain frequency, vibrating on a certain frequency, and. F- Maybe your heart chakra is out of alignment and you give that pure frequency your body to read and and say like on a on a kind of quantum level, this is how you look like when you are aligned. And then the chakra goes like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I'm out of alignment. This is the information I need to overwrite myself again and bring myself into alignment. Right? And so I was just like skeptic a little bit, if this is all esoteric, blah 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 <laughs> you know what I mean, and so it was more like like um is is that really happening and then when i when I tried it later on with with patients and i i I just distributed pure sinus frequencies onto the body or over the sound bed that I'm using, uh, and I didn't tell the patient. Which frequencies are used, and then because all the frequencies are uh, aligned to colors, right? There's a color code because all the frequencies that we have, like if we have the green from the heart chakra, um, you, you can octave the visible light down to to sound, and this is how how they come about the, these frequencies. Like for example, the uh, 590 hertz for the for the center heart chakra is a is a kind of um, uh, medium dark green, okay, and so people start started seeing the colors without telling them what I've been doing, and so okay, so I had a validation for that when a certain frequency coming is in the body and the energy field can translate it, and so this is this is how like I realized with myself testing myself that there was certain frequencies. Are really good for certain parts of the body or for certain state of minds, and then, and then later on with with the, with the patients that that gave me the validation that there was really something happening. Yeah, when frequencies are applied in a certain way.
0: I, I've been finding oh. that the more I've been doing oh. sound events and working with groups and with individuals, it's like at first I was maybe over-analyzing things and trying to get everything exactly right so they had an amazing experience but then as I found and I just let go of some of that I started to really be able to tune in and it was like it was like a flow of energy I was just picking up certain instruments I wasn't thinking too much of it and, and going to those parts of the body And just like you said with the colors, I myself would see the orange and I'd be going to that kind of place in the body or I'd see the green. And exactly what you're saying afterwards, we hadn't had any communication, but afterwards they say, oh, I saw this green shape and and I felt the energy there. And it's like, we know this stuff, Our, our higher guidance knows. And we just, once we let go of, our, our barriers and our, our perceptions and things—we just move fluidly towards these things because we've done this before. We've probably done this in many lifetimes, and now we're bringing those skills back in. And I just love it.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like because we've been separated. You know, we've been separated from from so much knowledge, and mm. we are frequency. Everything mm. is frequency. So, I think frequency should be taught in the first minute everywhere, mm. you know. Yeah. Because, it's like, because everything is just like vibrant and, and vibrating and even the stones are vibrating, even though it's a piece of solid. Yeah. Everything is vibrating. Mm. And, so, and now we're coming back into, into understanding ourselves that we are vibration and we are a resonance. And others are resonating with us or not. Mm. and so on and so this is how we can maybe in the future can maybe navigate a little bit easier through life because what I'm giving into this reality with my with my frequency um, this is this is coming back to me right so this is more like a little bit of like tuning you're tuning your reality with Mm -hmm. the awareness of of resonance and frequency Mm.
1: it's like a it's a universal language because if we don't speak the same language we're not going to understand each other but if we connect at the level of uh, the frequency level then we will be able to transmit and communicate freely and easily just using frequency because everybody understands it even if some people might not be able to put the finger on it or explain it in a a linear way, in a cognitive way, in a cognitive sense, is something that is a felt experience. So when we feel the experience, then we create this harmony field and then we can communicate in much better ways than we're probably communicating through Mm -hmm. words, for example, because Sometimes we might be talking exactly about the same thing, but because I do have a perception about something in my head, we might have a misunderstanding, even if the subject or the perception the 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 thing we're discussing or the idea is the same whereas with frequency, it's a very clear communication medium it's a very tangible and it's it's universal goes beyond. Uh, the limitations of the mind or the limitations of language. So it is it is fascinating because I've seen many in many many um, situations when there is music around or frequency around, there is this field that is is a co-creative experience that emerges in that space and everybody communicate through mimics, through face, facial expressions, through, through body movements. And they, there's no need of, of words, of using words, but we understand each other co- completely. And I've seen so many times, especially, for example, festivals or ecstatic dance, when we are just talking to each other because what makes this communication possible is actually the sound waves. Yes. That is a tapestry that we translate through our body, and then we, we we start talking and communicating.
2: Yeah, that's the beauty of it, right? I mean, it's it's uh, um, it's the multi-dimensional way of communicating, and we're more aware of that. We have all these senses, and we had them all along, right? But they are now now more activated than ever, and and the more awareness there is, um, the more we we can really understand that there's so much more going on between humans and animals and nature and stuff and and so because I think we can perceive more and I think there's something like um, I think frequency is related to awareness Mm -hmm. in that sense that uh, the higher the awareness is the more higher frequency we can contain and the more higher frequency we can contain the more access we have to what is Mm. and not what we project. Does that make sense?
1: (laughs) Yeah, actually you you took this from the tip of my mouth because I was ready to ask you if, and also Siobhan, because you're both very much hands-on in this frequency, frequency realm, and I was curious to ask you both if you notice or if it's true that the more you expose yourself to frequency and sound and interacting more with instruments, whatever the instrument might be, then your awareness became uh, more powerful and more expansive.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think um, actually for me, sound has been the most shifting thing in my whole experience and it's also anchored me through many moments of like deep depression, suicide, everything else like that came with that. But it was like the sound, the more in tune I got with it, like Dirk says, it kind of, you feel the energy blockages kind of lifting out and you started to experience it. Experienced it in a whole different way in a whole different manner it's not just something like oh I hear that and that sounds nice it's like almost seeing energy move is how I now perceive things with color and I've just had my most profound moments just being in tune with with the instruments that I use like for me I have a shruti box which is like an Indian mm. instrument And that is, I would give up all my other instruments if I could just keep that because it's this amazing droning sound that I can just reach levels of consciousness that I I can't do it without. Well, of course I can do it without it, but it, it definitely helps to have it. And some profound insights just flow through me because it's like I feel the, I call it the universe juice is just all aligned <laughs> and yeah it's it's a it's an amazing feeling and i just kind of knew cuz when i was younger i was super musical singing dancing i wanted to play every instrument i could get my hands on but as i got older i was told the, the belief that if you are a musician you you're not going to make money you're mm-hmm. going to be homeless on the street and all this kind of stuff and so i I just stopped pursuing it and as I came back into like awakening it again it was sound that like flipped the switch for me and it's like I had this remembrance of exactly what you're saying like the energy bodies and the way frequency is and vibration and geometric patterns and shapes and it all just came flooding back and I'm like dang this is this is me this is the way i need to flow that's just yeah so i honestly i always say to source if music and sound wasn't here i would not be here at all i would have refused the call i'd have said no thank you i'm not going it is music and sound that has got me here so i'm truly grateful
1: (laughs) And what about, Dirk, what about you when you're working on the human body, Um, what is your experience, for example, when somebody has disharmony, for example, there's a suck emotion and obviously that is going to have a repercussion on an organ, for example. How are you sensing somebody's feel when you're working on them using instruments, voice, whatever you're using in terms of sound?
2: Frequency. Um, I think since I'm so trained with sound and frequency, and and since frequency is a carrier wave, so you can put kind of any kind of emotion, uh, information, and emotion into the frequency. Right. Mm-hmm. Same. Same with water and stuff. I think same. Same with all elements. I think. But um, I realized when I was using um, a. A very huge tuning fork, you know, like like this crystal crystal one, mm-hmm. or like like the crystal singing bowl, and I move it over the body and go along with it. I hear change in sounds. Mm-hmm. So especially with a with a singing bowl, when I just like move in the same speed and just like keep trying to keep the tone stable, which which I'm I'm quite okay with, I think. Then, on a certain part of the body there was maybe too much sound, the sound started to distort or to overdrive in a way, or it gets kind of numbed. It gets like a little bit um blocked. Not and older. the tone and the sustain is going away. And so I could just like feel and sense, okay, there's a lack there's a lack of energy. Or there's too much energy. So and when there's too much energy something is stuck and it cannot flow. So yeah, I use uh, mainly a uh, crystal singing bowl to do my to do my uh, analytics on the body and to get information. So the, the sound is carrying that information from the field or it is translating the information of the energy field of the patient or the body I'm having in front of me. I cannot read really everything but it's, it's, it's really intuitive. Mm-hmm. So my my uh, empathic uh, abilities, allowing me to perceive the kind of download um, in a very physical way, not really in a super esoteric uh, uh, a channeling way. I don't think that it's channeling what I'm doing. It's just like tuning in into somebody's mm-hmm. field and, and the, the human being that I'm working with is allowing me and accepting that, um, that I can read Information and there's only that kind of information coming in that it's important for me or for that session, not more and not less. And sometimes I can read accidents, um, back pain and stuff or trauma. A couple of months ago, I had a young young patient, a lady that she had um, problems, some in, emotional problems and some some. Some problems with the hip and the body and like, like with the with the movement and stuff, and then I was using the the uh, singing bowl, and then I was starting to do the therapy on the sound bed and the frequencies. And then during that session, there was kind of delay coming in, like a delayed information of the field, and I got the information there was a stuck trauma in, in the back in the lower backbone, and then after the session, I was asking her, "Have you been falling on your back?" Couple of times, and then she said, like she 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 almost started crying and said, yeah, when I was in school, there was an uh, there was a a guy who was just like pulling her chair away when she was uh, she was about to sit, and then Mm -hmm. she felt three times heavily Mm -hmm. on her backbone, Mm -hmm. right? And that was a a trauma that was stored in the body, Mm -hmm. and so those those kinds of information sometimes come up. It depends how open you are to your healing, or, or how ready you are. With some people, it's really difficult to read because they're more kind of afraid. What is going on? I don't know. I, mm-hmm. can, I can see sound. What is, what, what's what's really happening here? So then the information is not flowing. But uh, on most of of the of the patients that come to me, they are ready because otherwise they would have not been choosing sound healing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, and then the system is open. Mm-hmm. And another thing, what I'm doing is I'm doing the sound bed where you're lying on, and I use a little bit more than half an hour to open up the system. So, your body uh, starts to sleep, and people start snoring after like eight minutes. <laughs> Usually, it's like eight minutes, and they don't believe that they, that their body was sleeping because your awareness is still full on. Mm-hmm. And so, it is a little bit like of like a meditative state. Yeah. And then the system is ready to receive in, in this deep um, relaxation state. And then I can use frequencies and I just give frequencies in with my impulse. I can see, okay, on the throat chakra there's, a, there's something really stuck and there's some anger and not, or, or unspoken things uh, stuck there. So I, I can give that and that is related maybe to the sacral where there's not so much trust in source. Mm-hmm. Right, that I'm able to be outspoken with my with my stuff, right, and so sometimes i i I connect or reconnect the energy fields, and I just the frequencies are doing their thing I'm just giving impulses and waves, and the body decides what to do with it okay?
0: mm-hmm. I think you made a really good point there as well, to mention that um The traumas that can happen in any part of our lives can still be carried in that specific location of the body. Um, And picking up on that, that there needs to be a release at some stage. So like you said, that lady had experienced these moments with her back where she obviously had some damage there. But the body is always looking to release these things to allow for movement and flow. Um, so yeah, a lot of the times I may experience somebody coming to me and very similar in that sense and maybe no I'm not as in tune at the moments as to, to kind of see unless I get a maybe a vision of something or someone's come and they've had this trauma, but quite often what happens afterwards is they'll say to me. Oh, when I was uh, 13, 14, I fell off my bike and my shoulder's been hurting and and I felt it in this session and I felt like a shift and I'm like, ah, cool. Again, it's like my higher sensory capabilities, it's all happening, but as the human form, it still takes a little bit of time at the moment for me to recognize that. So yeah, I just, I find that fascinating because the more I have these experiences, the more in tune I am getting to that that state that you're in as well, Dirk. Mm -hmm. And Georgie as well, Georgie does sound ceremony.
1: Yeah, but I'm still at the very, um, very early stages. Um, I do have moments in which I, I don't see the space as in the physical object there in the space and it feels it gets like more wavy and sometimes I feel like okay this is how I'm going to sequence mm. the, the, the in the music instrument and this is the kind of effect I would like to produce but then when I'm in the space the field is requiring, it's asking for something else. Mm-hmm. So then I allow myself to, to change that, to drop whatever my first impression was. It's like, okay, well, feels like this is what is needed right now. So mm-hmm. and there is there is a, a very interesting process when when using the voice and especially um, the sounds that express the entire range of emotions for, from the deep grief kind of like ones to the higher, lighter ones. And um, there is um, there is interesting experiences when my mind comes and says like, oh, you know, maybe people don't need that kind of sound. Maybe it is about you. And then I question it. And it's so interesting because I, if I allow it happen and actually say like, yeah, maybe it is about me, but because I'm the one that's holding the space, I'm carrying also this frequency that probably it is in resonance with at least one of the people in the space. And at the end, it's like, wow, that thing you did like that was the thing. And I was like, wow, it's like how it is really interesting to observe. Uh, because I'm in this stage now when my, my, my mind comes into place and I start assessing things. Um, but then the more I do it, like the more I relax into it and then the more I trust that uh, the communication is always happening with the field and the field is informing me of what is needed. So it kind of, um, yeah, it is it is a, a beautiful space that in, in a way it reminds me of our capacities to communicate at, at more subtle levels um, and how actually these ways of, of communication and doing things that are so accurate they're so precise and they're so powerful so yeah but I wanted to ask Dirk about the fact that um, we definitely see in a way like we, we perceive Maybe seeing is not like um the most accurate um use of words because I'm not seeing something in particular it's almost like I'm perceiving the waves the the waves of the sound, and also there is this perception of of what kind of emotion is being either um Infused or or, or informed to be born from that frequency, from that sound, and also it could be the one that is kind of like being shaken um, in order to be cleared, in order to be re um, rebalanced. So that's kind of the perception that I'm, I'm I'm sure we're all experiencing, but that is a felt sense. And um, lately, you Dirk, you're actually taking physical images of frequencies and I was curious to know how did you transition again because you're having like so many transitions almost like an unfolding <laughs> journey for you <laughs> from sensing and perceiving frequencies like this in terms of like the information the self sense and also you also took it Another step forward, and actually, you're able to represent certain sound waves in in a physical form. So, I was curious if you can tell us more about this because this is also your current your current project, and I feel like there's so much more behind just seeing an image that looks nice, and it's like, wow, this is so cool! But it, there's some, something more behind that, and the story of how you got to these expressions of sound um, is something that I would like to know more of.
2: Um, yeah, I was basically looking for a reference point. Because, like you said, like um, sound is kind of invisible, right? It's just perceivable in a way. And since I'm I'm an expert with audio technology and stuff, so I've been working with all the analyzing tools uh, that you can name and stuff. And so, usually those tools you use for uh, analyzing music. And there's like a whole full range blast frequency coming into those analyzing tools. And there's like a mess going on, right? And so, I was really curious. Because everybody, just like in the whole community, is talking about like frequencies and and chakras and healing this frequency and that. And there's like these million videos on YouTube, 430 hertz healing and third eye healing. <laughs> and I was always looking. I I don't hear that frequency. Where is it? Oh so wow! is it what what what's what's going on there? This is not a 432 hertz. I don't hear it. Or when they go like. Uh, Theta wave music. Yeah, yeah. Wave, is not perceived, perceived <laughs> by your ears. It's so low you can't even feel it. So, and they say it's a music. No, it's not. Mm. I mean, it is, but it's not hearable in any way. And you cannot claim to have music in theta or beta waves or whatever. So, mm-hmm. and then I was just like, I was curious. Okay, I have these tools, and what if I I I, I put those frequencies? So I, I'm I'm using some some. Sound generators who are creating pure frequencies. It's like a sinus frequency, which is really just a single peak of one frequency, no octaves, no harmonics, just mm-hmm. that pure frequency in a digital way. There was like, um, I think, like thirty years ago, it was done with a generator, with a frequency generator in a hardware, but now you can have it in the in the software. So it's it's basically the same. So it's and it's even more accurate. So and then I was going. Um, putting the frequency, uh, generating it in, in the computer and using, uh, um, plugging in my analyzer software and just like running it through, through different stages. And then there's one tool that is creating kind of 3D picture of, of frequency. And when there's this one tone coming, it's just a, um, um, a vertical line, that's it, because it's just one frequency. And then you can flip it because there's like there's a uh, cross, like the vertical and and the horizontal line, and then there's these points in between that create this virtual 3D. So it's all like a whole kind matrix kind of calculation going on. And then I I um, reversed that frequency with a phase. A phase means like I flip it and then it goes into 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 the horizontal line. It was the same. And then I added another frequency, which was on, on, the, on the vertical line. Bam! Then it popped out. So, if everything is on the same line, you can't see anything. Mm-hmm. Right? But uh, as soon as there's a little difference in the axial uh, position in the room, I would call it in the room, right? If there's a person standing there and there, you perceive it in stereo, right? Because there's different signals coming. And it's not in the same place. This is how we perceive the surroundings. So, and, and I've been doing that uh, digitally. And then I was finding uh, when I added another frequency uh, on another maybe 432 and then a 600, for, for example, hertz, then a geometric form popped out. Mm-hmm. And so that was not so special, because this is known in in, in the audio Thematic. world but yeah, but there's stuff happening. But then I was playing around because everybody was talking about um what those um what what's called um, 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 these when you hear when you have a frequency on your left ear, and it's for example, it's six hundred hertz. And then you put another frequency on your right ear, which is a 605. Your brain is, cap- is recalculating mm. it and putting one mm-hmm. frequency in the middle that could be a 306 hertz. So you won't hear the 600. You won't hear the 605. You hear the uh, 603. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's like a translation going into the brain. But this is only one, one side of the story. But when the eye comes within and sees what is what is happening, then the whole dimension is changing so so there's another multi dimensional aspect so it is when frequency is um, translated into light or sound frequency, it is going to be octaved, so that means like for at least if I have this six hundred hertz of the heart chakra and I would double it thirty eight times, I would come automatically into the visible spectrum of perception,
1: so mm-hmm. this is going to be colored
2: and light. Mm-hmm. And so this is what the program is doing. The program is just like octating this whole thing and putting it into a 3D kind of calculation. And yeah, and then I was thinking about okay, what is this chakra thing doing? What how does it look like when I work on a on a patient? If for example I use the root chakra and I use the throat chakra and I use the crown chakra at the same time. When everything was on the same um Vertical line, for example, I hope it's not getting too meta- metaphysical, or too physical, but it's the only way I can mm-hmm. explain it. When everything was just like kind of mono, you know, mm-hmm. in a kind of singularity, nothing was happening with the picture. But as soon as I opened the 3D perspective and put one frequency on the horizontal line, one f- frequency on the vertical line, and then and another one maybe angled a little bit out, then beautiful shapes are appearing. Mm. and then I found out oh wow there's something with it and and then I found like um, are these frequencies are they valid and they are in a way because when I move out of those chakra frequencies the whole figure that is appearing is going to be distorted, it's going to be wobbly it's not going to be so, so, so um, harmonically aligned but when I use those those base frequencies I would call them, like those grid frequencies that are holding things together. These are those certain special frequencies that are aligning that grid. And I put them into into a three D perspective, then beautiful shapes are appearing. And uh yeah, and, and this is how I was just curious and, and this is how the counter art came came about and I was like, wow and I was like I was it was mind blowing and then And I was then uh, experiencing with a binaural effect. Mm -hmm. For for example, I have a frequency at 432, put this on the left side of my speaker, so so to say, and then I put a 434, just two hertz away, and reverse them, and then a beautiful uh, shape is is appearing. So there's tension created, because Mm -hmm. the frequencies are so close to each other, but not really matching. Mm. Then there's a tension, and then a geometric pattern is appearing. And it's the same when you see that on the platinum plate, right, where you where you mm-hmm. put the salt mm-hmm. on that plate, and there's this 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 vibrational plate, mm. and then the frequency is changing. And they put another frequency to it, and then mm-hmm. everything is open up. Same with the with the somatic with the water. And so yeah, it it came about with the with me wanted to know what are these frequencies. Uh, doing. And then I found out that especially the frequency that I'm using on my sound pad has a wonderful, beautiful shape to it. And, and then I know now when I'm working with patients, whatever I'm doing here is creating a 3D mm-hmm. not visible image and field into the room, around the patient, around me, I'm sitting within. You know, and it's doing something that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, So it's really important I think for for um, maybe for future team whatever to see yeah. what what is what how does it look like to understand mm-hmm. and this is then I thought like maybe people should see that and maybe I should go into exhibition and right now I'm building a plate where you can stand on and, and perceive the, the frequency Ooh. through your through your feet wow.
0: <laughs>
2: right yeah if
0: you need a volunteer and, I'm happy
2: yeah to <laughs> But, but you know you can stand on it and you maybe you, you see you see the picture on the wall like the a
0: mm-hmm, picture mm-hmm, and then there's a little mm-hmm, iPad mm-hmm. and
2: you see that because the the picture is a screenshot of the of the of the frequency moving right mm-hmm. and then you have that little iPad you put your headphones on you stand on the plate and then your whole body has a 3D experience of the Wow floor. Wow and that could and that could open up a bridge for people. Oh, wait a minute! It's not all about music. Mm. It's just like there's more. And how is this possible that like just two frequencies can create a wonderful, beautiful, aligned and sorted geometric mm. shape, which is which can be almost calculated in 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 exact matters. Mm. And uh, uh, this is this is beautiful. So I think this is. I think this is not very new, but the way I'm, I'm doing it and the way I found out how, how this works is maybe maybe something that that um, people might need to understand that uh, that frequency is creation. Mm.
1: I have a curiosity so for example, if let's say you're working on my two chakras and you're, you're capturing the, that image let's say you're using the same frequencies working on me and the same frequencies working on Siobhan. The image is going to be the same because you're using the same frequencies or there's some sort of interaction with my own body and for her with her own body and it could be a different image.
2: Very, very good question. Yeah, there's consciousness applying to the observer that comes with mm. so wow. it. So it will not... not it will not be exactly, even though it's digital, even though it's mm-hmm. in the computer, but it's in the field, because the field is the matrix and it's all interconnected. Mm-hmm. So, because, to be honest, I'm not really able to create the same shape with the same frequencies. Like, a 100% exact, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not possible, mm-hmm. okay. because my state of mind yeah. on the next day is different and my consciousness is, is on a different uh, frequency level and then it changes,
1: mm-hmm. it changes.
2: So, yes, it will look different, absolutely.
1: That's so yeah. cool. Uh, because I just uh. imagine, like, wow, when somebody comes and you're doing, let's say, uh, a healing on them, on the sound bed, or you're working with a tuning fork, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. depending on what experience is going to be, like, that person can actually have a sound art uh, image of their process in that current Moment, and then, in the future, let's say, in six months' time, they can experience again a sound healing or another session, and then the sound art is actually going to represent that that uh, moment, and it's going to be different than the one that was before, even if it would be the same frequencies that you are applying and you're doing exactly the same procedure and the same technique the the consciousness and the field. It results a different yeah, the interaction between these things results a different
2: image. Yeah, it can be very much I think, but it would be great to um, to have the whole energy field of that person, not only the consciousness. Because mainly my consciousness when I'm working on people, my consciousness is more uh, in in the uh, awareness state of what is happening. Because the patient mostly is, is in a deep state of relaxation and doesn't really realize uh, exactly yeah. what, what oh, going on. Mm-hmm. And, but if there would be a possibility to can, to read out that field, I think there must be devices on mm-hmm. the somewhere or somewhere else where you can just like read out the whole frequency field and make it make it visible in form and shape. Uh, and like when they've done it with the aura with the helium photography, where you can mm-hmm. see like the colors of your aura and the intensity on, and uh, of your field. That must be somehow possible, but um, since it is in the moment, it is more on the digital domain. There, 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 there needs to be a kind of um, connection or a, a bridge to the analog,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, or, organic world to bring in the the biofield of the person. Yeah. but that's that's really interesting. And then you 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 bring up another cool thing because I think like is like making pictures of the biofield of the people, and translating that into art, that would be a good idea. That's, cool. oh, wow. so, also, yeah. that's <laughs> my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. I
0: mean, who knows, that maybe that's what you'll uh, be tuning and tapping into as you move forward with all this. Who knows? I don't know. Um, and your, the artwork that you have now is available, right, for people to buy mm-hmm. and to see on your website? Do you want to tell us about your website?
2: Yeah. Um, so we founded a company called Serious Vibrations, and this is all about frequencies and frequency healing on all the matter of sound, but in a more kind of modern modern way. Um, so the sound art was the first um, uh, thing that we've been putting online, so like I think like 12 or 13 pictures are available right now, so it's a kind of print-on-demand and you can have it printed to your home. and. And um, yeah, and the next thing I've been doing, I can show you, I have like um three prototypes of my first own gym uh, three three little babies here exactly. uh, for these uh, mm-hmm. yeah they're they are not ready yet, uh, but um because there's the crystal, there's the crystal ball coming mm-hmm, here, mm-hmm. It, it will look a little bit like that one, but this is this is uh, aluminium, but the, there's going to be like really gemstones wow. here, mm-hmm. on it, and so. I've been, um, yeah, making my own frequencies. So these are frequencies that no one has been doing before. Wow. uh, On on the tuning forks, and I've been testing that with a friend of mine, and the life affirming uh, aspect of those frequencies, and they're really high, and that's really good. (laughs) So it's like a kind of. Some old frequencies are not really valid anymore, mm-hmm. like these those planetary frequencies and stuff. So this mm-hmm. is like very old stuff. This is not mm-hmm. aligning so much anymore because the f- frequency on the whole planet has been changed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely.
1: Yes,
0: yeah.
2: different frequencies are, um, working, and so on. I've I've been asking myself for quite a while now what kind of frequencies should I use, mm-hmm. and I can tell you the secret because there is really no no secret. Um, I woke up in the morning and I had like a voice in my head saying use, num- use number nine, and I was like going like nine nine okay I know the three six nine thing uh, from the from the um, base twelve kind of thing but I was just like thinking mm, what is the nine, and then I came up this, this on the same morning I was tuning my sound bed and it's on a four hundred thirty two hertz on a, on a G sharp tuned and then I saw like the four, three, two, and it was a nine in summing. Okay, I said, okay. Here I have the nine. What if I, I multiply the four hundred thirty-two hertz, which is the base original um, uh, A tuning that that we had before the the pop culture mm-hmm. thing came in, right? So, which is more aligned to the to the to the body and. Then I came up with dividing that by nine, and I came up with three eight, eight eight, right? so, and when i when I sum the three eight eight eight, I have a nine, okay? And when I'm uh, multiplying the four hundred thirty two hertz by six, I come up with a two five nine two. And if you sum that, it's a nine, mm-hmm. okay? And the same with the four hundred thirty two hertz. Divided, uh, not divided, multiplied by three, I have a 1,296 hertz, and this is tuned by a nine. So everything comes back to the three and six and nine, but everything coming from the 432 hertz, like the most musical and more line frequency, um, yeah, then the nine is the key, and so this, you yeah, know. So I'm, I'm telling no secret because I think it should be available for like everyone and all the tuning fork makers out there just use it, mm-hmm. here, you know, because it's I think it's these are great frequencies. So and the highest frequency I'm using for clearing the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like digital smoking, I would say, kind of wow. the room, but but in a way of just like put your put your informa- uh, your uh, affirmation into it. And just like removing any kind of stuck energies in your in your room, in your area, mm-hmm. in your space. And the second, um, I tested it out is more good for the for the body. So I use that for just like hovering over the body mm-hmm. and, and just like uh, clearing out any disalignment or or um, something that is uh, not really aligned. And the other one, I'm not really sure yet. It, it is. Um, because I've made this all visible, right? I recorded them and see what is what's happening. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, when frequency or sound wave is a carrier wave, and you can put your wishes or your 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 thoughts or your emotions into that, why don't use it for manifestation? Mm-hmm. So, and I'm experimenting on trying to manifest something with the tuning forks, using them and trying to, to create a strong sound field, and putting a picture into that. Ooh. Put that in, into the wave, let it go, mm-hmm. don't think ah. about it anymore, mm-hmm. and do the thing, uh, and that can the frequency is going back into, into the matrix, I would say so, mm-hmm. and let's see what it's doing. And that could be something, so but mm. I, I'm not in the position of just like, okay, if you use that one, you'll yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: manifest your car in your house. <laughs> I think it's not, not that easy, but I think basically the wave is just a tool and you could do it basically with every kind of sound tool, even with a board and whatever. If your image is strong enough, mm. the sound is just an amplifier of what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I would say...
1: But I guess good. this one with the manifestation could work with um, less physical things. For example, let's say a different state. I would like to... Feel uh, more freedom where I would like to overcome my fear of whatever, so I can actually use the the tuning fork and I can use the frequency and I can work more on like less physical stuff because mm-hmm. it is in uh communication with the field so i'm just i'm just imagining i'm assuming that whatever is the, the stuckness, whatever the stu- stuckness is in my consciousness, in my biofield, that is going to be revealed. Because obviously the frequencies are going to shift something, rearrange something, shake something, and eventually I'm going to be uncovering that thing that kind of keeps me in a specific state of mind or a specific emotional state. So um, from this perspective, Uh, I feel like it's it's a good starting point to start using the tuning fork and and that technique. And of course, after these less physical layers are being harmonized, then we can attempt or even succeed manifesting other more material, more material stuff. Um, When are these tuning forks going to be forks, the tuning forks are going to be available
2: I think this this year actually. I think um, latest in winter. Mm-hmm. I'm just working with a, f- a friend of mine uh, who is um, making gemstones and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I have to to get the right. Um, there will be six different gemstones available, like a black obsidian, like a tiger eye, uh, amethyst, and aquamarine. And green jade. Oh wow! The green mm-hmm. jade is is the one for the for the manifestation mm. because that is really really powerful stone and will, it will look beautiful. Mm. So um, I think, but this is this is coming about really really quickly because my tuning fork manufacturer is ready. He's just like waiting on my last specs, and then mm-hmm. uh, it's, I think it goes really really fast as soon as I have the, the stones. Then, uh, yeah, I'm really, really, really excited because um, there's so many fields opening up in the moment, and it's like like I said, Georgie, I see it a little bit like you know when when you have this high frequency and you have your intention and you go like this, it's like you're throwing a dart, you're throwing a dart into your 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 destination or you're extending your fear and say like, okay, this is my space. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Go out of here. Mm-hmm. Bing, and you go like, use the sound wave mm-hmm. and have that amplified. And so it is just a tool. It's just a tool for just like speeding up the process and just making things clear mm-hmm. with a clear sound. Just like, okay, this mm-hmm. is this is my dream. This is my wish. I see my. I want to see myself on the beach in Bali in, in like three <laughs> months. And I just have have this picture. <laughs> and you just like hit it and go oh, for it, mm-hmm. and then then it's just like, it's logical yeah. since uh, the whole creation is made of frequency. It's so logical to use frequency for everything, and yeah. frequency is the key for any kind of healing and, and all the future devices or devices that are already on the planet for like re, realigning, reshaping your body, uh, uh, regrow of organs and teeth and mm-hmm. stuff, this is all made by frequency. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is this is just a simple simple beginning, mm-hmm. I, I believe so,
1: that's cool yeah. that's cool so um are you going to announce on on Instagram obviously we're going yeah. to know probably the first one <laughs> when the tuning forms are go- forks are going to be available but yes. it's going to be in a couple yes. of months from now not more than yeah now. I think okay. so. and yeah. what other what other tools or what other Things are you going to present um, with serious vibrations because you, you're talking about exhibitions. You're talking about going around the world and presenting the sound art. Um, do you have any idea where the, the the next ones are going to be? If you experienced already uh, any of those exhibitions, can you share like how that experience was and how it was the first time and what kind of um, insights you had when you, you, you saw the first iteration of this idea into, into physical expression, what um, other inspiration came that you were going to apply for the future?
2: Mm-hmm. So, I only by now had a, had a very small presentation of, of the first pictures, because we've been just like playing around with any kind of prints, and we ended up with with uh, foam foam prints because uh, we, I didn't want to have any kind of reflection going on with glass mm-hmm. from, the, from, the framed, mm-hmm. from a from a frame from a frame picture, right? Because there's so much black in the pictures because you need the contrast in order to have the f- three dimensional uh, aspect of, of the of the picture. Then we ended up with with these beautiful foam foam prints and the colors. I have one here I can show you, even though the people that are only listening to it see it but I don't know if the picture but you can mm-hmm. see how wow. smooth and how how silky the colours are mm-hmm. on that. And it's a very solid frameless print and it looks really, really beautiful and it brings a great great energy in the room. And um, yeah, so the plan is to to have not only healing frequencies in I just want to include the animal kingdom with whales and dolphins and stuff, and, and maybe even disturbing noises like hammers and stuff, whatever. Uh, it's just like doing, doing something and just like to, to, to explain to people, look how this is, the, this is how this machine looks like when it sounds, or when it's mm-hmm. loud, how distorted that is, is mm-hmm. it, how it is out of alignment, and this is how, how uh, nature sounds. And this is a, t- a totally different story, and then maybe a different insight for 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 people to see, like, oh wow, uh, I didn't know that is that th- these noises or these disturbing noises have have such a negative effect on my whole system, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I think um, yeah we're going to to go more into exhibition and build that bridge and to have a 3D experience for for people maybe starting with small little exhibitions and just like extending it a little bit more and bringing more techniques into that and then the the aim is to to combine all my frequency devices that i'm planning to do as well into this exhibition and for example there's another one or two vibrational devices physical kind of digital tuning forks a kind of but you that you can use for therapy uh, um, Things on your own body to to bring a deep relaxation into your system um, because you're not always able to use tuning forks in a in a subway or whatever mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> so um, there's more kind of ideas uh, in the in the making that um, can like bring sound healing into your own space and make it available without going to a practitioner. It's always good to go to a, to a practitioner, but we are we should all be like enforced to self healing mm, and self yeah. self self regulation. So yeah. yeah, and I hope that that um, when we're starting going into a promotion with this uh, on Instagram and everywhere that we're gonna see how how this is going to 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 perceived by the people and acknowledged and um, yeah. But I think uh, it's going to be okay and and uh, I just want to go more into explaining things and, and, and having a kind of community. Um, building up maybe on Telegram or whatever, where I can like host every every once a month, mm-hmm. maybe uh, having people um, talking about how the picture has changed, their energy in the room, how the tuning forks are working, mm-hmm. or maybe I can give more more advice on how to use uh, the tuning forks on yeah. the soundboard, and so on. So I I try I try to have a holistic. Mm-hmm. theme going on with everything, so everything is building mm-hmm. on 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 each other and this is the plan for the future and I hope it works out. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that would be really good to have uh, your insights on how to use the tuning fork in ways yeah. that probably I would not necessarily think about it right now. And I was thinking that the sound art, even if you are going to create sound art of, of um disturbing sounds, unhealthy sounds that could be used for educational purposes. Um, I feel that a lot of people are not aware of the impact of noise, because I cannot even call it sound on their system, on their like cellular health, mental health, yes. emotional health, nervous system, and I've seen so many occasions in which people are exposed to very unhealthy or disturbing sounds and and they don't realize uh, and because in a way they are telling themselves, not necessarily because they don't feel it it's because they are telling themselves, oh it is just life, it is something that is happening in the environment but that is uh, almost like a a defense mechanism that they are kind of imposing in a way not to Uh, Recognize the fact that that sound might be disturbing, and they have to take responsibility and empower themselves to remove themselves from the situation or do something in regards to that sound and not continue to be exposed to something that potentially is going to harm their body.
2: Yes. Yes, exactly. I mean, the the amount of penetration that sound can do to your system is just like Mm -hmm. enormous. And many, many people don't feel themselves, right? And they're actually not really sensing that because, yeah, like I said, it's just like a normal part of my, my environment. And if you feel that and sense that, then you're, oh, you're so sensitive. Mm. Something's wrong yeah. with you. I think it's the other yeah. way around. When you're not sensing anything, there's something wrong with you. And the animal kingdom is teaching us because, like, people, People who, who've been telling me like, oh, jerky is so super sensitive that that's not normal. But then they're going on the on the BBC, watching those animal uh, uh, movies where there's an animal like uh, having superpowers, right? Jumping or like like an ant can carry like like a hundred times of, of the body weight. This is superpower. Th- this is like all animals are super high alert, super sensitive, and uh, this is then oh very interesting, great, great. But in a human being it's questioned, right, because it is out of the normal. Mm. I think not feeling, not sensing, being numb, that is out of the normal, Mm. so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow,
1: yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yes. Thank you, Dirk. I'm very excited for what you're going to be doing and bringing through. uh, yeah, I just have such a beautiful feeling, and this is just like the, the start. It isn't even the start because you've already been going through it, but this is, yeah, so much more to unfold, I feel. Yeah,
2: Yeah, it's an interesting journey. It's magic.
0: It's it nice is sport, magic. Really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, was there anything else, Doug you wanted to share before we say goodbye?
2: yeah I think we've we've covered a lot i mean um, yeah i think I think one thing I might share is just like um is perception and maybe just like losing a little bit of control and going more into perceiving what is coming in and not trying to control and because it is like this whole creation is a full-range experience of frequencies.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think sometimes we are lacking, we are lacking some frequencies, right? Because we are not able to perceive, because we are blocked. Or maybe we just have to look into, or that gap is maybe showing us where we have that lack. So it can be it can be anything, it can be from trauma, from, from whatever is happening, why I'm not able, to perceive, or why I'm perceiving too much, Mm. Mm. that that is overloading my system, So, um, and I think training yourself in perceiving and listening, and not listening only with your ears, uh, listening with all your senses, with with your smell, with your taste, with your skin, with everything and being aware what I'm perceiving right now is just like coming more to yourself and maybe more understanding others with their perception, and maybe feeling more part of this whole whole um, whole environment and this this whole reality, and and daring to be more sensitive. It can be sometimes too much because I'm HSP and I'm high sensitive, and sometimes I feel too much, which is really disturbing, right? But um, for for people who maybe who have problems in, in, with with um, with integrating, with integrating, uh, 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 or having a lack of something, and they're really sad about it. It might be can start with not only doing the work with trauma and therapy, just like by listening, listening to yourself, and listening. Where do I feel that that stuck emotion? Where is it in my body? And, and this is the first step, I think, for just like having more self-awareness. And I think this is really important because it is always somewhere. It is not nowhere. It is somewhere. And if you just like try to tune in how that feels and maybe how does it sound like? Or how is the frequency coming? How is it turning? Is it moving clockwise? Is it moving anti-clockwise? How How is that? Because there's always a movement in emotion and especially in stuck emotions. So yeah, I can only just like encourage people, um, to dive more into the adventure not only of music, but into hearing and listening to yourself and how do I sound like, how does my voice sound, how does my body sound like how does it feel and where is this emotion stuck? And maybe get yourself a tuning fork and play play around with it and just like see what it's doing to you and and can only do good. Mm-hmm. So there's no no other way. So there's always a benefit and this is just like yeah. What I just want to share is there's a full range of experience always available, uh, but what do you really perceive, and how open you are for for uh, integrating that? Yeah, I think that's really um, a big question or maybe a m- multi-dimensional kind of perspective on everything. so um, yeah, and it's it's not. Always easy. It is. It is difficult, even for myself. I'm still working on, on myself daily and all the time and, and, and stuff. But I realized this is a good way. This is a good way of of accepting what is out there, what is there, and what what I'm lacking, and what do I need, and what does my system need. And so sound can be really, really beneficial for that way and uh, reawakening your senses.
0: Thank you, Ah, (laughs) I feel so at peace right now, really beautiful conversation. Thank you for sharing so much wisdom and everything that you're working on in the projects. I know that we're all super excited to see what's to come. Um, And of course, if anyone has any questions, uh, feel free to um, send them in either to the Instagram or to go and follow Serious Vibrations. Vibrations or Vibrations?
2: Serious Vibrations
0: on Instagram. And you've got your website up and running now, so. Yes, yes. Amazing. Are you doing a YouTube or anything or?
2: Yes, cool. Yes, we're going to go all the <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Because, awesome. Yeah, because we want to share and it's, and it's, yeah. it's meant to, to be Absolutely. shared. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And thank you yeah. as well to Georgie. Thank you.
1: It was nice to have this conversation and to be reminded of so many important things and also learn um, about their experiences, the experience with frequencies, because I find it fascinating how mm. he's he's creating new frequencies and the tuning forks are going to bring something new and um, up-to-date. And uh, we're yes. going to help us, This these little devices, these little instruments are going to help us shift in ways that most likely is not possible with the the already existent instruments or or tools. So I'm very excited for that. For the for the sound art but also for the low tuning forks. Um, yeah, it's gonna be nice to have them soon.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you George. Thank you. Great. Great talking to you guys. Great.
1: Thank and you. Thank you so thank for uh, sharing all your wisdom and your experience and both well, Shivan and you, you're you have so much, so much to share. So I'm very grateful that I I I got to meet you both and share this journey of evolution through uh, the, mm-hmm. the universal language, which is sound and frequency. So yeah, it makes me happy.
0: Woo-hoo. Okay, <laughs> thank you both, and thank, thank you to you. everyone who has listened and watched. And we'll see you soon.
2: See Bye. you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.